in today's show. We're looking ahead to the action for Monday in the NBA and an update, sort of, on Kyrie Irving, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So here we are looking ahead to Monday. We're going to do streaming stuff. We're going to do game previews. Before we get into that, though, some news on Kyrie Irving. And I don't really know what to make of it, to be honest, because Woj tweeted that um, Eric Adams is removing the vaccine passport and yeah, assuming that everything goes well up until March 7th, which is or what a week away. And then Woj said that will allow Kyrie to play in home games. And then Shams comes in off the top rope and is like, yes, they are removing the vaccine mandate, but he is told, it's a verbatim, but I'm told the private sector mandate still restricts Kyrie Irving from playing in home games, although he could enter Barclays Center as a spectator. So I have no idea. I don't know whether Kyrie is going to be able to play. And if this is true, that the private sector thing will remain, it is, it's pretty ludicrous that we're going to have rules changing for some and not for, for others in certain situations. That doesn't make any sense to me. But it would mean to me that if they're making this change for public and vaccine passports and not for private, that it's probably not going to happen for Kyrie uh, for, in the regular season would be my guess. I wouldn't think they'd do, okay, well, March 7th, yeah, you can come in as a spectator. Then March 20th, you can come in as a player. I would highly doubt that they would do it that close together. Otherwise, they would just do it all at once. Maybe that means in another month, the private sector rules change. But I honestly don't know. I was getting ready to record this show. and went, all right, cool. Kyrie's back. Let's talk about that. And then just as I'm about to hit record, Shams comes in and drops that bomb. And I go, okay, like, where, where do we go from here? So again, while there is news on Kyrie, the news is that nothing has changed, I guess. It's very weird stuff. Like, I, I think we'll get some clarification and I'll update this when we look at the, um, when we do the recap show later tonight, if more stuff has come out of the next three or four hours. But at the current time, at the moment, Kyrie Irving is still not allowed to play in home games. And the other thing is, he's got a game in Toronto this week and someone mentioned in the comments of the YouTube video saying, hey, yeah, um, Scotiabank Arena has lifted their vaccine mandate so he's able to come and play there. And while that's true, there is no vaccine mandate at Scotiabank Arena. From everything that I could see, the Canadian government is still not allowing unvaccinated non-Canadians to enter the country. So while Kyrie, if he was in Canada, would be able to play, he can't actually enter Canada. So I still don't expect him to play in that game in Toronto. I couldn't find any up. The last update I found on that was like the 23rd of February, I think saying that no vaccinated people still couldn't enter. I actually tried to get into Canada myself, 
fakely by using their like, am I eligible to arrive? And I use Kyrie status as unvaccinated. And they said, no, I wasn't able to enter. And there's, they removed any exemption for professional athletes. So I don't think he's going to be able to play in that game. So we've got updates on Kyrie, but in the end, I don't think anything's changed. We'll see what happens. We'll update it as more stuff comes to hand. Let's, um, I know Warney's been sitting here waiting in the wings because he wants to talk about the games. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> First game on Monday, Timberwolves Cavaliers. What are we watching for? Well, Jared Vanderbilt is going to be one of the guys we're watching for because he has been obviously struggling. He's still starting. The minutes are going to be up and down. Um, I want to see, look, he played 17 minutes last game. He played 18 two games ago before the, before the break that was. And he played 28 the first game out of the break. So which one is it? It's not like J.D. McDaniels took his minutes. He's playing 16 and 23 the last two. It's guys like Prince and then guys like Reed and then uh, Noel was back in the mix. So it's hard to get a full read on where Vanderbilt Bar sits. I'd like to hold in 12-team category leagues, as I said in the waiver wire show, but I'm not convinced. And then I also want to watch Patrick Beverly. Remember, he played 19 minutes last game because he had foul trouble. I think he had five fouls there. So don't overly panic about that. He'll be fine and he is a must-roster player. For the Cavs, I don't think Kevin Love is. Things are trending down really, really quickly. With Markin and back, Love's minutes have dropped. 17 and 14 minutes, the two games post-break. So I wouldn't be rushing. Like I wouldn't look at Kevin Love and go, I must hold on to him. Let's see if he can turn that around, but it's not looking great. Rondo's out. Levert is out. We don't know about Darius Garland. He's questionable. If Garland is out, Brandon Goodwin becomes the player to watch because he'll play big minutes. He played 38 of them last time. Didn't play particularly well, but got assists. Can get steals. Can score a little bit at times. He will have stream value if Garland is out. But of course, we don't know whether Garland is out at this point. But what I do know is that Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's not just the protein bars. There's so many other products got there. But have you tried the new one? The Puffs? The marshmallowy goodness? It's protein-infused marshmallow. Great taste. Great way to get that protein into you. Why would you reach for a candy bar? Me? Fat prick over here? Like, I, I, I want something to eat. Like This tastes bloody good. So do I reach for the, the candy bar that's high in calories and high in fat? No. Like, let's do something about what we're looking like here. Let's grab the protein bar, which is low in calories, low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, but it's high in protein. 17 grams of protein in these built Bars and just 130 calories. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and save yourself 15% off your order of built Bars. Built Bar is built different. The pace is in the magic. It's a back-to-back for Indiana, so we'll get more data points from Sunday. But we want to watch Osei Brissett, who's playing, not Osei, O'Shea Brissett, who has been playing a lot of minutes. Um... A lot of minutes. Do you continue to do that? His last five games, Brissett, 40, sorry, no, 38, 37, 27, 29, 34. Probably in that 30 to 32 minute mark you would expect the rest of the season. He can be iffy with his shooting, but there's enough value there for him to be a 12-team league guy at this point. I also want to watch Chris Duarte. He came off the bench for Sunday's game, and that's not a surprise. Brogdon, Halliburton, Heal are all better than him. And I know a lot of people love him because he's a rookie. I just don't see the high upside in Duarte. So let's see what he does on Sunday. Let's see how he backs it up on Monday. But I'm not feeling particularly confident with Duarte rest of season unless Brogdon is hurt again, which probably happens. But the magic, one of the things we want to watch for, of course, is Markel Fultz. It's his first game back. How much does he play? How does he look? What does it mean for Suggs and Cole Anthony? There's your big questions. It's Markel Fultz. The other thing we want to watch is um, Mobamba. One, two, three, four, five. Who's been playing poorly of late? 
what does his minutes look like? Is he actually a 12-team hold? Because at the moment, it, it doesn't feel like it. And Akiki's been clearly outperforming him, as has Wendell Carter. If Bummer played 28 minutes, he could easily have 12 and 10 with three blocks. And that's great, with two threes. So that's possible. But it's just not happening for him at the moment. So it's hard to look at him as, a, at this point, a must-roster player, unfortunately, for Mo. The Bulls. The Heat. Kobe White's minutes have been all over the place. The last two. He played, what did he do? Where are we? 20 and then 35. So that is a big, big discrepancy in playing time. He probably sits mid-20s. He's fine if you want points and threes as a streamer, but he's very much not a must-roster and he's eminently droppable. But Javante Green's also interesting. 29, 28, 29 the last three games. Nice defensive numbers, rebounds and steals. I don't think he's going to last as a value play the rest of the season, but for now he is. Remember last game though, White played 35 and Dasunmu played 22. I don't think that's going to be the permanent minute split, but it's absolutely something that we want to watch. For the Miami Heat, Tyler Hero has come out after the All-Star break shooting at a really high level, scoring really well. The usage is fine for him. Will that shooting level maintain? I don't know. But one thing we do know is that Kyle Lowry is out. So that is going to boost Hero quite a bit. It's also going to boost Gabe Vincent. One thing, personal reasons for Lowry again. So again, we hope this isn't a long-term thing. Like last time, we hope he's okay. Jimmy Butler set out the fourth quarter of their game against the Spurs with General Soreness. The General is back. General Soreness returns. Um, should we be worried? A little bit. Anytime Jimmy Butler is injured, I'm worried. Let's see if he's able to play a full load here in this game. Raptors Nets, the start of a five-game week for Toronto. They will not have OG Ananobi and Fred Van Vliet. Again, he's on the injury report as questionable. So what do they do at center? I would expect that Precious Achua steps up and starts over Ken Birch. That was what Nick Nurse sort of hinted at post-game. Achua outplayed him. I would not add Precious Achua. He played really well last game. I think he's like the 250th ranked player this season. Like he's not very good. So he was good. In a points league, you could stream him, sure. I could see that, but I would not be um, getting super excited. I am interested in what Thad Young can do. I wouldn't be shocked, by the way, if Birch is just out of the rotation entirely. And that boosts Thad Young a lot. So let's watch what Young and Achua can do. It's interesting. You can stream them this week. Achua especially. If with five games, you can stream him. But let's just watch how it goes. And for the Nets, well, there is no Kyrie for this game. We know that one. Um, but Andre Drummond, the big avocado, played 29 minutes last game. That's after playing 39 in the two previous combined. The Nets center minutes... He's numbers, 24, 23, 19, 20, and then 29. It's like, ah, 29, holy shit. What does that mean? Well, then you contrast it to Marcus Aldridge. He went 19, 22, 28, then 17 and 19. Claxon's in and out of the rotation. Griffin's in and out of the rotation. I have no confidence in Steve Nash's, Nash's ability to stick to one thing. But Drummond should be on a roster. And then the Shark, Bruce Brown. Baby Shark, Playing really well. He's shooting the lights out. He's a bit of a sell high. I don't think he's going to remain 12-team, but the Kyrie situation helps him. His absence, Durant's out again. Simmons is out again. So there's going to be another opportunity for good Bruce Brown minutes here. And that's uh, that's interesting. Well, that's important. It's also important to know that Bet Online is the place where you can go for all of your basketball action. Pro, fo- pro basketball, not pro football. Pro basketball, college basketball, it's full steam ahead. The latest odds, totals, and player performance props is what you'll find at betonline.net, the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It is the best spot for all of your sports news, scores, and podcasts this season. And it's not just basketball. Betonline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds as well. 
So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. The next game, it's the Kings and the Thunder. There's a lot of mess at the shooting guard position. Davion Mitchell, Dante DiVincenzo, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday. Mitchell's coming off the bench and he played 12 minutes last game. He played 30 the game before that. So figure that out. You can't. But what that means is there's just so much uncertainty there that you can't roster Mitchell or really Lamb or Holiday or DiVincenzo. Holiday feels the most stable, but his upside's pretty low. So how are they going to run that combination of those four blokes? Darren Fox, since Torres Halliburton has been traded, has been great. Sorry, since Torres Halliburton has been traded and his ankle miraculously healed. Wow, amazing. Wow, you're playing well and your ankle's healed after the other guy's gone. Just the coincidence. You, you couldn't script this, could you? You couldn't script it. Or maybe you could. Fox has been great. No, no question about that. They've also lost five straight. And he's been... I, I would consider him a bit of a sell high because his shooting numbers are way up. And we know he's not a great shooter. But it's also... These are the numbers that we th- sort of hoped that De'Aaron Fox would do. When I said, look, hey, he's a, probably a third-round guy. Yeah, early second in points leagues. And he shit the bed all season. Because I looked at what he did end of last season. I looked at how they were using him. And I thought, all right, let's see it continue. And then he just completely shrunk. Was it all up here? Was he just like, I hate the fact that they've got Halliburton here and he's taking away my shine? Eh, maybe. And now he's just rolling? You can't discount that. And let's see if it continues. For the Thunder, Josh Giddy is out, which is not great. Um, and maybe he misses a little bit more time moving forward. Lou Dort, we don't expect him to play. Or Williams or Jerome or Muscala. So there's going to be another big opportunity for Trey Mann, who is playing really well, shooting well, scoring well, good minutes. Very, very solid 12-team league guy for now. I don't think it lasts long-term, but for now, yes. Some good value there coming for Trey Mann, which um, he's been he's been impressive, I think, would be uh, a fair way to phrase that. I also want to watch Isaiah Roby, who's got 29, 25, and 25 minutes in his last three games. Muscala's probably going to be out. Robinson Earl is definitely going to be out. I don't know if they play favors at all. Roby's got some interesting value for a four-game week coming up here. Hornets and Bucks. Just want to watch that whole front court for Charlotte. JT Thor, the God of Hammers. We know each other. He's a friend from work. He's playing some pretty good minutes, Thor is. 24 from last game. And Cody Martin's doubtful here, so that does help him. Jalen McDaniel's out again. But what do they do at center with Mason Plumley, who went from 33 minutes to 11 minutes to 29 minutes? PJ Washington Jr., who went 30, 40, then 27. Harrell, who went from 35 to 23. It's all a big, kids, I'm sorry, it's all a big fuck up. It's just all over the place. And it's really hard to keep a handle on that. I would have PJ over Mason in 12-team leagues, but it's inconsistent. And then for the Bucks, I thought there's a real chance for Grayson Allen to play 30 minutes a night. It didn't happen. He played 22. And we had you know, Wes Matthews play 28 and Bembry play 11. And Javon Carter play 9. Is Allen going to be 12-team worthy? Well, that would indicate no. I'd like to watch it here. His upside's not high enough for why I just have to hold on, though. And then Punch Bob was excellent in that game against the Nets. Big, big numbers from Portis. He'd struggled a couple of games prior to that. He is, of course, a must-roster player. But he does wax and wane in terms of production pretty, pretty often. Let's look at the Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies for the last game of the day before we get into streamers. Um, I expect that Murray, Johnson, and Pirtle all return. They all sat out the back-to-back. I think they'll be back. And Devin Vassell was great in that game. And I expect him to continue to start and play pretty solid numbers, or put up pretty, pretty solid numbers in good minutes. 
So let's watch him do that with others, other guys around. Then, of course, there's Lonnie Walker. Hello! Who's been getting more minutes, who's been scoring well. He doesn't do anything else, and that can be efficient. But if you're in a points league or if you're looking to help your points category, Walker is going to get an opportunity. Now, whether he plays over Richardson or over um, Lang Langford or how many minutes he gets, I, I don't know about that, but he is playing at a better level than he has really at most points in the season. For Memphis... Steve Adams is putting up some really, really good numbers. Shout out for Steve Adams for um, calling uh, calling out uh, the host of the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, Sean Coleman, and saying how much he loved his accent, which was uh, pretty funny stuff in that uh, post-game interview. So let's watch Steven Adams, who's playing, again, pretty well at the moment. Free throws are always a disaster, but everything else looks pretty good. And then also Brandon Clark, who got poked in the eye last game. We don't have an update on him. He you know, sat out the rest of that game. He'd been playing well. I wouldn't have dropped him. And if he's on the wire, I would add him and see what happens here. Let's look at back-to-back -back stream options um, for the Monday, Tuesday. Got a couple of Nets guys there. In the weekly preview, I didn't put the Nets down as a back-to-back. -back. I missed that. I, I'm sorry. But Bruce Brown, James Johnson, Goran Dragic. We know no Kyrie Irving, remember, no Durant, probably no Simmons, definitely. There's some value. The Raptors have the back-to-back. -back. Ken Birch, Thad Young. Um, I, I didn't include Achua or Boucher on this list because they're already rostered in most leagues. But if they're not, they're good options. Nazareth and Torian Prince for the Wolves, also good back-to-back -back streamers. We just look at Monday's action. We've got Bruce Brown, Jalen Smith, Javante Green, Isaiah Roby, Jeremy Lamb, PJ Tucker, Trey Mann, Thad Young, James Johnson, and Dante DiVincenzo. Deeper leagues, all those same names, whether you've got Ibaka, Vincent, Dragic, Okoro, Aaron Wiggins, Lonnie Walker, Tyus Jones, Chetty Osman, Dwayne Dedman, and Ken Birch. And for points leagues, we're going with Isaiah Jackson, must roster, Patrick Beverly, must roster, Brissett, must roster, Darius Baisley, Trey Mann, probably 12 teamers as well. Then Bruce Brown, Jalen Smith, James Johnson, DeAnthony Melton, and Truma Akiki, who is must roster. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.